Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Steam of the Classroom. Today on the podcast, we have John Figali, who is the CEO of Toaster Pets, a program that uses augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and machine learning to enable students to create their own animated movies. So welcome, John. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for, for inviting us to the podcast. Actually, your coworker Bo that reached out, Bo Berman, yeah. and um, told me about this amazing program that you started and all about you. So I'm really excited that he connected us. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we were very uh, we we follow your your blog and we're uh, we really like what you're doing in the field of uh, STEM and STEAM. Thanks. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, I am. Uh, I went to school at uh, Carnegie Mellon, and uh, I built, I studied uh, information technology. I'm an engineer by background, and my first venture was building uh, robots for kids. So I had a robotic toy startup where we where we were taking like advanced robots out of uh, Carnegie Mellon's research lab and turning them into interactive robots for kids. Oh, that wow. was my first experience with, you know. We're building products for you know, younger demographics. Uh, so I've been in the toy world for over 10 years, and the toy world is all about creating magical experiences. You have to impress you know, the kids in 15 seconds, and you have to do magic effectively to be able to create that experience. And you only have 15 seconds to deliver that first magic. Oh, really? So are you saying that when a, a kid looks at a toy, it takes them 50, 15 seconds to decide yes or no on it? Yeah, sometimes less than 15, too. It could yeah. be within the first 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah you, it's a, it's, you know, kids have very low attention span. <laughs> so you have to be able to deliver, you know, the magic uh, uh, with no patience, I guess. You know, it's a zero, zero patience magic. That's cool. That's actually a really interesting like stat. Yeah, and uh, the other part was, you know, when you build engaging uh, toys for kids, they usually say if you can cross the seven-minute uh, engagement, uh, you've created like a hit uh, product. Uh, again, it goes back to the engagement as well as, you know, the attention span uh, of, you know, younger demographics. Oh, so wow. we've been uh, taking all that uh, expertise and, you know, with the knowledge of technology out there and what's the latest and greatest and understanding the consumer space. And that's how we ended up doing what we will be talking about, which is the Toaster Pets Cartoon Studio, which is a studio that allows you to create cartoon movies uh, with very, with almost zero expertise. And in minutes, you can be up and running with your cartoon series. And if you want to be on YouTube, you can also publish it to YouTube so you can have your own uh, animated YouTube cartoon channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's talk about Toaster Pets. Um, when did you create this program? So we started the company about two and a half years ago, and we were building intelligent pets. So we would convert your phone into a intelligent pet that can smell, see, sense, and feel. Uh, and while we were building our products, we interview kids. We have focus groups every week. We get around uh, four uh, tween 
between students every week. And then we show them our progress, we get their feedback, and we interview them about what they do, what they want to do. And we've interviewed about 200 kids, and all of them said that they spend a lot of, most of their time on YouTube when they are online, and they watch YouTubers, and they want to be YouTubers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was really <laughs> the, main, the main thing that they want. Uh, however, not many of them are out there, and for many reasons. First is being on YouTube uh, has a lot of challenges for a, for a, a kid or a tween. Uh, one of them is equipment, so you have to buy cameras, uh, you have to create your own studio. Second, you have to edit your content, which involves a lot of expertise with editing software. Uh, and it involves a lot of time and planning, which is not, uh, you know, the forte of a young person. And the third one is parents don't want kids to be online and on YouTube because it's very dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. It exposes all the nastiness of the digital online space. So there's a little bit of a conflict between what the kid wants and what the parent allows. The parent wants the the kid to be able to explore the online world, but they're worried about their safety, so they end up blocking it. And the way we said we we wanted to so we wanted to have kids to be able to explore uh, uh, the online space, to explore being a YouTuber, but at the same time we wanted to uh, uh, protect their identity. And cartoon looks like an obvious solution yeah. to be able to do that because. You can be out there, nobody knows who you are. You can explore it, you can explore your creativity uh, while you're safe. However, cartoon is also the most difficult type of media to create, uh, which explains why there's not much of it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it involves uh, a lot of expert people with a lot of expertise, a lot of time, and a lot of money because you have a small group of people that is trying to create content and cartoons. Is, is made by the second, it's not even made by the minute. That's how you calculate cartoon making when you're making it, because uh, it's a very, very complicated process. Mm-hmm. So we embarked on this journey about how can we let kids be on YouTube and explore the world and through cartoons. And that's how we started working. And we studied a lot about what, what makes creating content engaging for uh, for kids and usually they don't want to create the content alone they want to do it with other people because it's like an activity that they use to bond and create so we created a studio that allows you to create awesome cartoons uh, with other people at the same time that are around you and then you can publish that if you want and if you don't uh, you can share it privately or you can keep it for yourself yeah that's awesome I, I mean, I would have loved that as a kid. I think I would love it as an adult, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is how we play. We we usually play is basically you create a scenario in your mind and you have something, usually it's a, you know, a doll or a car or, a, or or an action figure. And then you come up with that scenario, you play that, you talk it out. And by the time you finish it, that story is history because that's, the, it's a very ephemeral process play is you just enjoy the moment and by the time you're done enjoying it it becomes a memory and one of the things we want to do is we wanted to document uh, creativity uh, and document you know uh, your, your your ideas and your stories because these days we document everything we take pictures to document our daily lives we take videos to document experiences and memories but there's nothing that could you be used to document your imagination as you grow yeah and cartoons and the way we build that is 
to be able to capture all that and you know be able to look at it in the future yeah and i bet so many kids are excited to make their own cartoons because that's what they watch on tv and then i'm sure yeah. it's inspiring kids to um go into that field too cartooning yeah and production and all that stuff that's that's very true and you know um when we go to STEM and STEAM, um, a lot of the focus on STEM and STEAM is on more like technical roles. So technical uh, uh, learning, technical skills. So for example, coding, software engineering, uh, doing electrical engineering, you know, mechanical, uh, math, science. Um, but while not everyone wants to be in a technical space, uh, what's happening though, a lot of future careers, while they might not look technical, they're very technical. For example, digital marketing is a very, very technical and math-based type of career. And if you're not good with math and you're not good with STEM-based skills, you're not going to do well in that space. So so marketing is becoming also STEM. And any type of e-commerce type of uh, sales is also involving STEM. Uh, and that's why we embarked on basically preparing the future generation of students uh, to be able to compete uh, and succeed and build skills in a, in, in a world that is probably going to be more than 50% of jobs out there. And, and, and it's, every day is that percentage growth. Oh, yeah. And there's so many STEM skills and STEAM skills that people just don't even realize are under that category there's some like there's yes. so many skills that uh, right now i'm um i'm preparing for an event that i've been working on um for like six months where it's going to be a family steam night and i have all sorts of different organizations that are joining us at night from around town in the local area and they're all going to have different activities and, and so i was just reaching out to everyone and anything anyone that would be interested and so many businesses said well i don't know if we're at, we do any STEM skills or anything like that at our business and um, and just telling them like actually you do because you do all these different things and them realizing that they have those skills and that they can teach the kids uh, those skills at the event and everything it's been like really cool to help people connect um, in that way yeah 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 and the world is becoming very uh, objective because now uh, a lot of things could be measured on uh, especially in the digital world so you can measure engagements, you can measure conversions, you can measure, I mean, almost anything you do could be measured. And then a lot of decisions are based on those measurements. Uh, and that's why, you know, it's important to also involve, as you said earlier, like STEM is also covers a lot of areas that they don't look like uh, obvious for STEM, but they are heavily based on STEM. And sometimes because, uh, you know, the educators or even the parents, they didn't grow up with those types of uh, uh, experiences slash, you know, technology at that time. So you sort of don't have the full knowledge of where the, the future is going and, and, and how important it is to prepare the new generation to take advantage early on of those careers, which are usually very highly paid these days. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, you know, in talking to my students, too, and, and talking about the importance of learning these skills, uh, a lot of the kids will, will ask, like, why do I even, like, need to know this or learn this? Or why do I have to work in a group? Um, like, why do we have to do a project together? 
those questions pop up a lot and um, and I tell them well you need to learn these skills because there's so many different um, jobs that um, require these skills now you need to be able to work with people and there's jobs that haven't even been that haven't even been invented yet um, where you will need these skills and um, and I always blow their mind when I say when you go to work when you're an adult you don't like most jobs you don't typically sit down and take a test you usually have a project that you work on together with a group with a deadline or you have some kind of uh, you know something that has to do with whatever job you're doing but you don't usually sit down and take tests so to be able to work with other people and to um, come up with ideas by a deadline and to have a product by a deadline that's all skills that um, you're gonna need to know and it always blows their mind <laughs> yeah but uh, we, we don't have that uh, challenge in, in our case which is very interesting because usually we have the students creating content uh, like creating a story together and mm -hmm. they're sitting on the table with our studio and they don't have those because they end up collaborating because they're creating the story so it looks like you cannot create the story by yourself so you need someone else so there's a lot of collaboration even even among uh, students that usually don't get along together uh, or they've never known one another because sometimes they shuffle we've been in schools where the, the students are just put together they don't happen to be friends or they were randomly selected and it's amazing the type of collaboration that happens when you have a task to create and mm -hmm. which is a fun activity and a fun task and you forget all your differences you forget all your opinions and your opinionated ideas and you end up focusing on creating that content oh, which yeah. is uh, something we've, we we've, we were amazed at schools like even like we're, we're at the, the Pace School in Pittsburgh and they use uh, our studio for conflict resolution. So when there's some fights between kids who don't get along, and they ask them to do something and that resolves the issue uh, because the focus is no longer on the differences. It's more about uh, the end goal of making a cool story because that story won't be cool and that cartoon won't be cool if you don't get along because nothing will happen. And then <laughs> you get to see the fruit of your work immediately. So it's not, it won't take you long to realize uh, the conflict of interest doesn't help you in that case. So you have to collaborate. Oh yeah, and it's also it's there's such a huge difference too for when um, the kids at the beginning of the when I have kids at the beginning of the year versus kids at the end. At the beginning of the year, they're sometimes well, they're a little like in shock that they're going to do a lot of group work and but by the end of the year they're like oh wow this is something that we do all the time we're so used to it we've worked on these skills all year and it's and they're engaged in and loving it and it's it's definitely amazing so your program sounds like it pulls out such awesome skills in kids and um and i want to know like how can teachers use the program in their own classroom and what age group is it geared towards yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're actually in a couple of schools already, and the applications uh, are are really like uh, mind blowing to us uh, because we we're we don't come from a, you know we're we're more on the experience slash technology side, and when we build the the the, pro the product with with students uh, and teachers, so what they're using that for uh, they're using it for collaboration. They use it for conflict resolution. They're using it to teach kids uh, logical thinking. So, for example, in one class, the, the, the kids were asked to debate whether what's better is it to have a cat or a dog. So you can you have each 
students debating uh, their point of view in the cartoon. So you have those two characters saying, you know, I like cats because, and then then the, the, the other the other pet says, you know, I like dogs because that, and then there's this debate going around, which looks like a really fun, cool uh, comedy. Uh, but then you can sort of read into their flow of thinking, and then you can guide them as uh, how to think and how to address, you know, um, you know, debating in a logical way. Uh, that's that's one way we're seeing. The other thing is we're seeing uh, a lot of collaboration around actually teaching topics, you know. Mm-hmm. So the be- the best way to learn is to teach what you know, because that's exactly you will be able to if you're able to teach someone else, you know, that means that you really got it. So they're being used to teach, to ask the kids to teach something that they know to someone else. And it's a cartoon. So uh, you have we had three girls, uh, you know, around eight to 10 years, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And they had they were in the classroom. One was a cat, one was a panda, one was was a dog. And the teacher would ask the other. One girl became the teacher. The other two girls were the students. And the teacher would ask the students like, okay, what's six by twelve? And then the other the other girl next to her, which is a student, responds, you know, it's seventy two. She says, okay, good job. You know, let's do some uh, let's do some pronunci- pronunciation. And then she asks her, you know, how do you pronounce awesome you know or, or how do you how do you spell awesome and then she says a and there's a board where they can write and this is all like a cartoon comes out it's not like a, a video of them saying yeah. something that's really uh, cool so yeah and i mean we're talking about two to three kids, students that are sitting on a on a table with a studio and then they're basically building their story and then when they're done, they would hear themselves saying it. And then they have so much fun that they want to teach more or they want to tell you more. So you have the engagement is amazing. We have engagements of over 45 minutes uh, per class. Usually because the class is over, we ended up, they have to leave. <laughs> but uh, which is very hard to get engagement, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, because kids always get bored pretty quickly. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they want to move to the next thing and their attention span is very short. Uh, but Saying something and animating it and then hearing it coming out in your own voice is uh, is very magical, you know, with your friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, at, at school. And kids, they just love recording themselves and they love making videos. I have a green screen in uh, my classroom. And, I mean, on the first day of, the day of school, the kids come in and say, when are we using the green screen this year? <laughs> you know, they love that kind of stuff. They love um, uh, videoing and, and making create like they love making projects using that kind of creativity. And it's so great to see what they come up with. I really feel like when I give the kids – um, a chance to make videos and, and and really give them like the reins. They always impress me, every single group of kids. So I can only imagine how amazing it would be to see what they create for cartoons. Yeah, and you know what, what makes cartoons different than video is it's non-discriminatory. Cartoons is very neutral. So it, it does not discriminate by age, by gender, by color, by race. Uh, so you end up having, and it doesn't discriminate whether you're outgoing or, or you know, introverted or you're shy. or So it masks all these uh, differences. And then, you know, that's why we see even students from different uh, age groups, like working together, or sometimes uh, the teacher and the student or the grandma and the 
and the kid and the uh, or you know the friend of the friend because you don't know who it is it doesn't tell you like oh you know this is not for me this is for you and it breaks all barriers that we've seen uh because camera is it's also you know if you're shy if you're put on the spot uh if you don't know what to say you need time to think uh it doesn't it, it masks all these which is which is really phenomenal from what we've seen especially when you go with uh kids with disabilities for example we work with uh face school which is kids for, with high disabilities autistic kids like they feel so comfortable with being a cartoon character to the point they start conversations and recording where they would never talk to anyone in in their day-to-day -day life they just don't feel like doing it or they so we're being used as a mind reader uh at, at the pace school uh because you know the, you can know what's happening what's going in the thoughts you can know how they're thinking what they're saying and you know uh, react to those thoughts and thinking and collaborate uh, with the students. That's awesome. That's so amazing. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, we're, uh, we, we're really surprised, you know, because we were building, we're, we started building cartoons, you know, that's our goal because we love cartoons, you know, we're more of like a cartoon studio. Yeah. Uh, and we love watching cartoons, but when you apply cartoon in the educational system or among even younger demographic, it's, the value is is phenomenal, which you don't see because cartoon, obviously, as we said earlier, is very difficult to make. So we didn't have experiences with it in the mm -hmm. past to be able to know the effects on normal people, not the cartoonists or the animation where they spend months to create maybe a couple of seconds uh, yeah. of cartoon. Like the cartoon mm -hmm. we see on TV. That's so great. Um, we've had Mandy Figlioli on the podcast several times. Anyone that, that's a regular listener has heard her come on. Um, and she's from the Pittsburgh area. And I know that um, Toaster Press is also from that area. And Mandy yeah. has, Mandy's told me that the maker movement is really big down in Pittsburgh. And there's um, a huge push for STEM and making and maker ed. Um, and I was just wondering, do you work with any other local maker companies or um, other um, Pittsburgh schools or anything like that down there? Uh, you mean us working with them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we work uh, we work with the maker community. There's a uh, there's something called Assemble here, uh, not very far from where we are, and we go and work with the with the after school program sometimes, and, and, to, and because we were building the product with the, with the students, so mm -hmm. we they see very rough prototypes, they see rough software, they learn that software is buggy and has issues. You know, it's not like perfect you know they we meet with them every couple of months so they also see the progression so that they also understand just the the behind the scenes of creating uh, uh products or stem based products because usually you see a product you 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 see it working then you expect like when you do something it's going to be like that but reality is it's going to take a lot of iterations to get to where uh, you you think is acceptable as a mm -hmm. student and that's part of what I guess teaching, for example, storytelling is your first cartoon story or cartoon movie is not going to be that very good. So you'll have to do it many times so you can learn how to pitch your stories, how to engage uh, engage people. 
uh, how to get the attention of other 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 people who are going to be consuming your story. This is where we say, you know, STEM and is, it extends beyond, uh, you know, the science-based uh, tools. Is like how can you engage someone to interact with what with what you created? What you created doesn't have to be a technical product. It could be your thoughts, or it could be your imagination. Yeah, that's so great. I love yeah. I love it when um, companies work together, and I love it when they work with um, schools and students, and it 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 shows that not only do they you know care about obviously the pro their program but it also they care about the students and and how they um, will use the program and and how it will be positively impacting their education and and that's just like i always love to hear about um when people reach out to schools and things like that but um speaking of like the maker movement and everything i understand that you're headed to hong kong for an educational product convention. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? It sounds really cool. Yeah, we're actually, I leave uh, tomorrow. We're, we're going to uh, Toy Fair. Uh, so the the Toy Fair is when you launch products, the, the products usually, be, you start selling them before you make them. So there is about a 15 month uh, period. Mm -hmm. So as of Sunday, we start uh, selling our 2020 product line. Uh, and we will be meeting uh, people from all over the world. We're actually in seven countries right now. We're in Spain, Portugal, uh, Hungary, Ukraine, Australia, New Zealand, and the U.S. And next year, we're hoping to be in 30-plus countries. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're making two new lines based on our interaction with the students uh, and with a lot of uh, uh, our audiences. Uh, there was some requests to create cartoon that looks like me and you so like looks like a human-based figure because right now we're doing animal mm -hmm. uh, so what we embarked on is on creating a line called the acme line the acme line is like uh, a family which is mo mother father two kids and a baby uh, and then you can uh, customize them the way you want like the bitmoji for example and oh, then cool. you can create cartoon with people that look like you or people that you admire or whatever concept you want to go. You can go from more an older demographic like the South Park or you can go up to much younger age audiences and it depends on your story and how you pitch it, but with a human, uh, human looking uh, line. Uh, so that would be 2020 and again, it's based on feedback we got from our cartoon part in cartoon studio. And we're also launching another line, which is uh, called the Supermarket Heroes. And these are supermarket items like ketchup bottle, cereal uh, man, um, that they transform into creatures. And they, are, they can tell their own stories. So these oh, cool. are inanimate objects that transform into a little bit like Toy Story, sort of. Oh, fun. Uh, oh, God, the kids will love that. Yeah, so you can build your own story and then they can become inanimate when they want and then they can become animated again. Uh, so a little bit the concept of um, Toy Story and they transform. So it's like Toy Story meets Transformers uh, and, uh, and and meets, you know, um, uh, like uh, Shopkins. Uh, so a little bit of what's toy trends, a little bit what we, we love growing up or what's also being very popular. And in that way, you can have uh, create cartoons that 
doesn't always look the same, you know. If, uh, different tastes, people have different tastes, different stories apply to different types of characters, and we're we're trying to be the cartoon network, basically, of cartoons, where we have all this IP, and then you can build it and create your stories with it. I'd be with the same uh, platform. So our uh, cartoon-making platform would be the one you would be using to create the different types of cartoons you want. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Oh, I want to get my hands on, on it. <laughs> yeah, we'd love, I mean, <laughs> uh, we would love you. I mean, I wish yeah, we can do a video. We will give you uh, a demo of uh, what it is. It's, it's very magical. And the magic of it is, there's no need to master uh, because there's a lot of like what, what we call animation, animation uh, software or animation concepts like stop motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop motion animation is cool because it teaches you how to animate. However, it needs a lot of patience. It needs a lot of planning yeah. to be able to execute on your ideas. And then if you make a mistake, you have to start from zero. Uh, and which, which could be discouraging to a lot of uh, people. Mm-hmm. So with us, it's so easy to make it. So to the point, like, if you don't like what you just did, you can scrap it and do it again. And you don't feel like you've invested so much effort so that you don't feel like doing it again, which would encourage you to get better and better and better mm-hmm. at it without feeling like being pulled down or, you know, you messed up something and you you just feel bad about it. Yeah. And that's why it was one of our core ideas is how can we allow you to explore your creativity how can we help you grow uh your 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 thinking process how can we help you uh, grow what what you know while while not penalizing you to by the tools to get there you know because there's a lot of things that are cool but they just take so much effort to get there yeah and and this is so accessible for younger kids too which is younger so older uh we it, it's a common point to to discuss sometimes that when there's an age gap too so we had uh, an 11 year old girl uh create cartoon with a six year six year old boy you know and they didn't feel like they're coming from a different age group they just were creating something cool and they nobody thought it was like oh i'm not this is not for me because usually in product they're usually targeted a certain age and then the older age doesn't want to deal with it because they feel like they're they're being downgraded and the younger one usually wants the older one because it feels like it's an upgrade and that's why if you see in tv commercials for example for toys uh you always try to have older demographic play with it with the product although it's usually not directed to the to that age Mm -hmm. but so that the younger ones would feel like aspired to feel like they're their older brother or sister yeah Uh, and then they would end up buying it and in that case we don't have that uh we don't have that. And we're also very neutral. Uh, we're not gender-based. So, you know, it's not a boy's, you know, world or a girl's world. Mm-hmm. It's uh, cartoons, you know, cartoon is for everyone. Right. Which is so great. Because who, who needs to have it be um, gender-based anyway, right? <laughs> no, no. Uh, and the, the internet has helped a lot with removing those gender barriers. Because now you don't have to have an aisle where you put the boys' toys on one side. And then the girls' ones on the other side, which mm. uh, the the brick and mortar stores uh, have created the segregation just because of physical constraints. You know, you're not gonna mix and match. You usually split them because it's easier to find, it's easier to understand what's relevant. So by the physical nature of stores, we ended up having those segregation between boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. we could probably have a whole, you know 
several episodes that. on that topic. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I before we wrap it up, I'd love if you could tell people where to find Toaster Pets, um, where they can find some more information, where to buy the product, um, and yeah. then we'll talk about how to reach out on social media too. Yeah, so uh, we're selling the product uh, on Amazon. So Amazon.com, uh, and you go Toaster Pets Cartoons. Uh, and then we have our website, it's ToasterPets.com, where you can find uh, about the product, more about the product, watch some videos. Uh, and we are launching uh, and our future products. They're not there right now, but you'll be able to follow us so that you can learn about what we're doing in the future. Um, and then uh, our social media at Instagram, our handle is at ToasterPets. We're on Twitter too, and YouTube and Facebook. Uh, so we would appreciate uh, have following us and maybe create content and send us what you, you create because we're curious what people are doing and what new ideas are going to come up with. Because we've seen some amazing hacks by very young uh, uh, demographics about how far can you take such a concept. Mm-hmm. And we're always amazed, you know. Uh, that's why we believe in the democratization of storytelling through cartoons, because cartoons today is sort of controlled by the big studios. You know what Pixar tells you, what uh, what uh, Nickelodeon wants to tell you, and this is uh, this is how you live. And then you start to relive that story through that original storyteller. But we want to hear stories from people themselves. You know, we want to democratize this last mile and media and we want to hear what's on their mind and you know i'm sure some of them are going to be amazingly successful because they know how to tell stories they know how to gauge audiences and there's a lot of people who are going to end up being you know the next cartoon youtuber not hmm. uh, the video youtuber that we know yeah. today i hope so that'd be great uh, it's going to happen. So it's a natural evolution. And when you provide the tools, people would do it. You know, and people are very good at being very creative. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. All right. Um, and if anyone would like to get in contact with me, you can find me on Twitter at SteamUp, the CLSRM. And um, I also have um, an Instagram, Steam Up the Classroom, and I also have steamuptheclassroom.com. All right. This has been fantastic, John. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. And special thanks to Bo Burnham, who um, reached out to me for you to come on the pod. And, oh, if anyone wants to get in touch with Bo, too, um, he's on Twitter at B-E-A-U Reports. Um, and and he, he's a great guy to talk to as well. I really enjoyed talking to him uh, via email and Twitter too. So thanks so much, John. I wish you the best of luck with um, Toaster Pet Cartoons. I'm super excited to see where this goes and I'm excited for your new launch of, um, of all the different things that you have coming, coming our way. Thank you. Thank you very much, you know, and uh, we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll keep you posted on uh, what we're doing in the world of cartoons, we have like uh, amazing ideas that we're working on that would uh, disrupt also like the way you create cartoon and storytelling. That's amazing. Online. I'm excited to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, it's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great uh, rest of the day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.